everyone, this is Jenna Kamowski with the Herd Book Media. Media. I'm here, I'm here to give you your moving iron ag news updates for this next November right on Thanksgiving. In our political news this week. If you'll remember, Brazil had that issue with some cases of atypical mad cow disease that they claimed were completely unrelated. However, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association has been saying that they don't believe that this is safe for the American beef supply chain. In a letter to Secretary Ag Vilzik just recently, they said that they wanted to cut Brazilian beef imports as they until the USDA can do a complete risk assessment of the country's entire livestock disease detection program and also have that coupled with livestock diagnostics diagnostics and that testing system as well. And as you will remember, these concerns are not exclusive to the United States. Countries such as Japan, China, and South Korea have banned these imports, um, therefore leading the co- to Brazilian countries' prices to plummet. So that will be one to watch to see if the NCBA does take heed and how that could potentially affect the U.S. beef industry and prices. A group of bipartisan senators recently sent the U.S. Trade Representative a letter that would be focused on reducing India's 36% tariff on our American pecans. This is significantly higher than other American tree nuts, as much as 10%. Recently, President Joe Biden signed into law a $1.2 trillion infrastructure that would oversee another $550 billion in brand new spending. This bipartisan signing was celebrated by 800 guests of uh, various rankings and positions. Keep in mind that this bill is supposed to impact agriculture in a lot of positive ways, um, and not just ag, but rural America in general, offering $17 billion for rural ports and waterways, another 110 for uh, roads and bridges, $66 billion for passenger and freight rail, and then another $65 billion for that broadband infrastructure we've been all talking about so much. This all is under the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Now moving on to some of our international news. Up in Canada, a strike is set for December 6th with employees at the Cargill plant in Alberta. In Alberta, If this goes through, it could impact up to 40% of Canada's total beef supply. Plans for the strike were made after negotiations with the meatpacking giant were not met during a two-day long settlement. China has recently announced their plans to overhaul regulations for their seed industry. This follows up not too long after the country placed a ban on planting genetically modified soybeans and corn. Now, when it comes to the seeds, new traits could potentially be be approved by by as early as 2022. The FAO's food price index has gone to a new high. In fact, the highest level we've seen in a decade. The index, and again, this is talking about global food prices, highlights a cost, especially across cereals and vegetable oils all over the world. And overall, global food prices have increased up 30% compared to last year. We are also at the biggest increase, a single increase, since July of 2011. And since we were just talking about strikes, coming back over here to the U.S., John Deere is still in the middle of their 10,000 union workers on strike. And right now the company is looking into seeing how its nearly 60 factories located outside the U.S. might be able to import some of their much-needed items. NASA research has indicated that by 2030, all the global supplies of our major staples, including corn, soybeans, wheat, and rice, are going to look very different due to climate change. This study comes from the journal Nature Food, um, 
that and, and the researchers used advanced agricultural and climate models that were going to carry out this hypothetical analysis of the future production of food saying that they concluded that due to these increases in temperature shift in rainfalls and other increased surface carbon dioxide levels there we can expect some long-term and significant agricultural changes and possibly those impacts will be felt much sooner than we had previously estimated in terms of our annual harvests. On Tuesday, Maine voters have voted to approve a referendum that would add a right to food amendment to the state's constitution. This type of move would be the first of the kind in the United States, and this constitutional right essentially says that all Mainers can grow, harvest, and consume all of their own food. Um, and it also makes some notes that would protect things for rights for seed saving and seed sharing. The amendment reads as follows. All individuals have a natural, inherent, and unalienable right to food, including the right to save and exchange the seeds and the right to grow, raise, harvest, produce, and consume food of their own choosing of the sustenance, bodily health, and well-being. Modern Farming notes that it does include some qualifiers, qual qualifiers saying that the right to food is granted, quote, as long as an individual does not commit trespassing, theft, poaching, or other abuses of private property rights, land, public lands, or natural resources in the harvesting, production, and acquisition of foods, unquote. All right, well, that here wraps you all up for this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday coming up. This Ag News Update is brought to you by the Herdbook Ag Media, serving all your agribusiness writing, communication, and media needs. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or our company website, the-herdbook.com. Let me know you found out about us here on Moving Iron and get 20% off your first invoice.